You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Okay, our, our text is in Ephesians 5.31. And this will be our main text for the next three weeks. We'll talk about love today. And then for two weeks, we'll talk about marriage. That's how long marriage is. Right? So we need to look at marriage for two weeks. And then on the last week, we'll look at Christ's love marriage, and how we are called on a mission to love others. Okay, So it's an amazing uh, series. That's why it's entitled Selfless, because we're not going to talk about your love life. We're talking about others. right? And this is the kind of love that the Bible shows us that's very different from the world. So let me read Ephesians 5, verse 31. It says here, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become what? One flesh. If there is something supernatural with marriage, the Bible tells us the two people become one flesh. Only marriage can do that. And then in verse 32, it says, This mystery is profound. And I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Paul was talking about marriage, and he tells us something supernatural happens when people enter into marriage and say, I do to each other. And he says, the two become one, and this is a mystery that's profound. And I'm referring it as the relationship of Christ and His church, us. Okay, That our relationship with Christ and how God deals with us is how it should be when it comes to marriage and romantic relationships, on how we deal with our loved ones, especially in the area of marriage. So this is what we'll look at today. Now, these are two verses, but if you dig deeper and slice through it, you would see, Krabe, it is so deep. That's why four weeks, we'll look at Ephesians 5. Sorry, for the next three weeks, we'll look at Ephesians 5, because that's how full Ephesians 5 is. It would take a lot. And I do hope after this message, you go home, make it your assignment to read Ephesians 5 every day. Okay? Just go through Ephesians 5 every day until next Sunday because next Sunday I'll give you a new reading, Ephesians 5 again. All right? I want you to underline what you can underline, underline what you don't understand so you can ask, ask people and I want you to underline what you understand in short, uh, underline. Okay? Everything. Take down notes, research. Let this message be a supplement to the reading of your word every day for the next week. Right? So, it tells us about this kind of love between Christ and His church. Now, in our world today, there's a lot of message about love. You hear about love everywhere. Miss you questions, Miss Universe questions. We're about tolerance, acceptance, you know, refugee and all those. It's all about, you know, trying to love others. Having a cause and loving others. And you talk about love and you see so many videos and music being dished out every day. New music. Celebrating love. But have you ever wondered why it's not working? In the midst of a message of love, a message of acceptance, a message that the greatest love of all is to love yourself. Kantayo nung 80s pa. Alright? 90s. Alright? Okay, okay na. Okay na. Okay. Diba? You know the song, right? Why is it not working? Because the brand of love that the world is teaching us, in a lot of ways, it's counterfeit. That's why what it has produced is higher rates of divorce in the Philippines, higher rates of separation, 
higher rates of annulment. Philippines is on the top when it comes to porn addiction, right? It comes to sexual trafficking. The world couldn't even stop in the midst of the message that we need to love one another. Wars happen left and right, day by day. Why? In the midst of a message of love, what's happening? Why is this happening? Now, it's the same way when you go inside the church. Most of the time, when you Google, you YouTube messages about love, about marriage, about romantic relationships, about sex, you know what you hear? A message that there's no depth in it. It's always kind of shallow. Messages that are too cheesy. Okay? It's like, woo, woo, My goal is not to make you a hoo, a hoo today. You're not monkeys. Okay? Our goal is to get you seeing in Scripture how biblical love really is. And go and graduate from cheesy lines, who got lines, hashtag my forever lines, and go to really what this Bible is saying. So this is not a feel-good message. This would be a convicting message that could transform marriages, relationships, even singles, how you deal with the opposite sex. It's because we're going to look at how Christ loves the church. So graduate din tayo sa mga lines, lines natin na medyo yung mga on a scale of 1 to 10, you're 9 because I'm the one you need. Di ba? Tapos kakanta ka ng alphabet, tapos kakalimutan mo yung youth. Tas, oh, I miss you. Huwag oh. <laughs> na yun, okay? Medyo badoy. Di ba? Yung mga may asawa dito, alam nyo naman, di ba? It doesn't work. Yung mister mo, cheesy ng cheesy, pero walang tra... Di- yeah, yeah, you know, okay. Okay, sorry. Newcomer lang din ako dito sa service. Okay, so, magpipigil ako. Okay. Now, let's go at verse 32. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. I know this is one verse. It says, this is profound. It's hard. It's a mystery. It's for you to solve. But I'm referring it to Christ and the church. Even Paul couldn't fully grasp the extent of the love of Christ to the church. And he's saying, if this is applied in marriage, this is so profound that we need to study this. We need to discuss this. And if you look at Ephesians 4, 5, and 6, it's full of practical applications. And that's the context. The context of Ephesians 4, if you read through Ephesians 4, it ends with be kind-hearted, be tender-hearted, love one another, forgive one another. All the tips to have good relationships. All the tips to make a strong marriage happen. Learning how to forgive, learning how to lie, be kind in your words, all those things. And then he jumps off to verse, uh, in cha- uh, chapter 5, verse 1. Okay? So what does it mean when we say the relationship between Christ and the church? I want us to look at Ephesians 5, verse 1. It tells us, Therefore, beloved, be imiter- imitators of God as beloved children. The Bible talks about us being beloved children or beloved children. In short, we're loved by God. This is what it means to be called beloved. Okay? You are greatly loved. Doesn't go any deeper than that. Okay? Beloved means you're greatly loved. Have you seen someone who's greatly loved? Now you're here today and you're saying, you know what? I'm not like that. Nobody loves me. Nobody accepts me. Not true. That's a lie. Because God loves you. In fact, He calls you beloved. It means you are greatly loved by God. 
And that's why Ephesians 4 tells us to forgive, to be kind, to be tender-hearted, to be loving towards one another. Why? Because the premise of Paul when he was writing this is, you are already loved. Hindi po command yung Ephesians 4, forgive, you know, you love, wag kang commit adultery, wag kang magloko. All of those are automatic. Why? Because I come from a position that I'm already loved by God. A person who's loved by God is secure. A person who knows his greatly love will not ask for anything else in this world. Why? He's already full of love. And when God tells us, and when, when the Bible tells us, be imitators of God because you're already what? Loved. I'm loved. That's my position. And therefore, I can now love the same as Christ has loved me. What I've experienced from Christ, I've been forgiven, I've been loved. I can now love others the same way. It would no longer be that hard because I've experienced the grace of God when it comes to love. And then, we look at this, and verse 1, he says, Beloved children, greatly loved. Now, what does it mean to be in a position that I'm already a beloved child of God? Ano ba yung great love? What is great love when you look at great love? Number one, you say great love because you understand the cost of loving you. Do you know when you love someone, there is a cost? Right? That's why mahal. Okay? Right? There's a cost. Okay? Mahal. You remind yourself every... Mahal. Diba? There's a cost to loving someone. And for God to say, you're my beloved child, it means there was a cost. Somebody had to die. Romans 5.8 And this... But God demonstrated His own love towards us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. The cost of loving a sinful church. The cost of loving a sinful person. Nung nililigawan ko si Tammy, campus missionary ako. In short, tulad ako nila, may campus missionary ba dito? Nawala, okay. Right? ba? Parang sila Dave. And I was raising my own support. I don't have any salary. I had to talk to people to partner with me. And so I was, I was serious with Tammy. I had the intent of marriage. That's why I dated her. And during one of our dates, in the most expensive place that I could ever afford, which is a very cheap one, right? I brought my bank book. And this was the moment of truth for me. I said, Tammy, you know I'm a campus missionary. right? And... I know you, you came from the line of doctors, business people. I came from that line, but I left that. But now I'm a campus missionary. And then I opened my bank book and told her, Dami niyan. Tigpa 5,000 minimum. Okay. Para hindi ma penalty, no? No. I said, These are, I just want to be honest, this is all my money. And the next question was, Tammy, are you willing? Because there's a cost of loving more. Okay? <laughs> and the cost is, you're going to go down in your lifestyle. You're going to go down to a level that I don't know you can accept. But you'll get me. Alright? <laughs> but you've got to go down. Okay? Nakalimutan ko conversation, no? Something like that. Okay? So, pagkaganon ko ng bagbok, tinignan niya lang. Tapos, ginanon niya. Hinawakan niya kamay ko. Hindi, pang movies lang yun. Okay. Hindi talaga nangyari yun. No? Yeah. Long story short, she said, 
Yes, I'm willing. So, sabi ko, yes, sagot na kita. Yes, okay, yes, you can marry me. Okay, so, no. But, but that's the cause. It means, you want to love me, this is it. Okay? I hope you understand. She counted the cost. I counted the cost. It's expensive. Not financially, but in everything. Emotionally, physically, now with four kids, times four. <laughs> the cost. Alright? There's a cost to loving someone. And the cost for God is to send His Son, Jesus, to die for us. Beloved. Second reason why we're, how we're, why it, why it's called beloved is because of how little we deserve love, but it's given to us. Romans 5, 7, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. If Larry's in trouble, I won't think, think twice. I'm helping the guy. Why? He's been so good to me. He's my friend. He's my covenant brother. He's my pastor. I love the guy. I will die for this guy. Now, if there's somebody whom I really don't like, who always criticizes my eyebrows, okay, and sleeps in the message, okay, and he's in trouble, you know, he kind of, tutulong ako ba? Right? Imagine, ladies, if you have a husband, singles, future husband, and your future husband, he comes home early after work, 5.30 at home, cooking for you, right? Washing the dishes after. Telling you, can you go up, sweetie? I'll take care of this. Take your shower. Okay? While you're, while you're taking your shower, he also takes the shower. So you come out, he's also fresh. And then he tells you, you know what? You lie down, I'll massage you. Oh, sarap naman, no? And then, oh, by the way, I forgot, these are all the money I earned today. It's all yours. And he does this regularly. Women, do you like that? Sorry, I'm taken. Okay, so, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> right? It's easy to love someone who's righteous, who loves God. But what if the guy you marry who promised to take the sun and the moon and put it in your eyes gets sick and can no longer work? Couldn't even carry your baby. Will I stick to it when it's not easy to love anymore? If the guy is not the guy that I dream him to be, and I'm no longer happy, do I stick with it? God is saying, I've given you something you don't deserve. It's called mercy. And the promise is His mercies are new every morning. Little do we deserve His love, but it's given to us. Not because we're righteous, but because we're beloved. We're children of God. A good father, even though his son or daughter would rebel against him, will not say, hindi kita papakainin ng lunch at saka dinner. No. Even if my kids disobey me, when it's dinner time, we call them for dinner. Why? A good father cannot stand not feeding his child. Why? They're my kids. They're my beloved kids. How much more the Heavenly Father who loves His children and calls us beloved kids. Third, greatly loved means there are great benefits that comes with the love. First John 3, 1. See what kind of love the Father has taught us that we should be 
and has given to us that we should be called what? Children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. The great benefits, and we preach about this, is in knowing God. And forget not all your benefits. Who heals your disease and, clean, and, and forgives your sin. The benefits of this great love. It's such a great benefit to be called children of God. What did we do? Nothing. Just like the thief on the cross. Father, forgive me. Today you will be with me in paradise. If, if you want to translate it to that, today I call you my child. We'll see each other in heaven. What did he do to deserve it? Nothing. This is the message of the gospel. This is love. Not the love of the world that's conditional. The world is uneasy when it comes to unconditional love. Why? Because it's always with condition. Kaya nga uso, di ba, pag nagpapakasan, may prenup, hindi na photoshoot yun ngayon. Agreement na ngayon yun. There's an exit strategy if this doesn't work. And there's a call now to make it a renewable contract for marriage. That's counterfeit love. That's selfishness. The great benefit that comes is that God calls us His children. We're loved and accepted by God. Not because we earned it, but because God chose us. I'm forgiven of my sin, not because I paid for my sin, but because Jesus paid for it on the cross. I'm established in the family of God, not because I earned it, but because I'm adopted because of the Father's love. I'm free from condemnation, not because I'm guiltless, but because Jesus gave righteousness and bestowed righteousness in me. I'm secure. I'm not insecure. Not because I'm confident, but because He holds me in His hands. And He tells me and promises me, no one can snatch me away from the Father's hands. This should be your declaration. Because you're beloved. You're greatly loved by God. And then in verse 1, He says, Therefore, be imitators of God. Imitate means love in action. And I want you to chew on this. The love that we're saying here, and I don't want to go the route of, guys, you know naman, di ba? Wag na tayo mag-porn. Di ba? Wag tayo mag-premarital sex. Sana obvious. Wag na. Gagamitan tayo eh. If you practice this kind of love, imagine, it's that this kind of love in action. To be beloved and now go and with the same love that you've received, do it now in action. If you meditate on this and stop to think about verse 1, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. You know what that means? If you meditate and just be quiet for five minutes and think about verse 1, what that means is in the next 30 minutes, after 30 minutes, Somebody's going to receive a text from somebody from inside this room saying, you know what? Everything's forgiven. 30 minutes from now, somebody's going to get a call, an email saying, you know what? I love you. I'm sorry and I want to make things right again. That's love in action. Be imitators of God. Why? Because remember, everybody here, if you call yourself a child of God, your position is you're loved. I'm already loved. There's going to be some calls today saying, sorry, I was the one who gossiped about you because I was so jealous and insecure. Because I wasn't coming from a position of love, I'm coming from a position of insecurity. And here's the problem. 
Why do people do that? Because most of us in this world base our relationship with Christ. And this is what's the mystery. It's very profound with our relationship with Christ in the church. We think that our relationship with God is based on a what? On a performance. If I perform and I do this for God, God will love me more. God will bless me more. If I read this certain number of chapters a day, then God would love me more and God would bless me more. Or if I go to church and be active and do volunteer work, God will bless me more. It is based on what? Performance. Now here's the problem. If you think a God who is holy and a God who is loving would treat your relationship with you based on performance, then this kind of pattern of love is the same pattern of love that would flow to every relationship of my life. I love you if... I love you because... And you couldn't even say, I love you, period, because it's a mystery for you to even think it's just, I love you, period, because you're basing your life in your relationship with God on a performance. Kaya lumakita yung naririnig natin. Pag ikaw salbahin, di kita love. Pag ikaw malikot, wala ka na sa bahay. Papalisin kita. Two years old. Pag ikaw umiyak, bigay kita sa mumu. Di ba? It's the same line. Okay? Same spirit. Spirit. Okay, mumu. Okay? It's gonna be based on performance. Right? Two kids go home, one with a good report card, one washed by the blood of the Lamb. What do we do? Performance-based. The one with good grades, come here, here's your lollipop, here's your candy. We're going out. You, you lazy servant, I do not know you, depart from me and go to the eternal lake of fire. <laughs> grade 2 yan, grade 2. Okay? And we're teaching them that everything is about performance. I'm not saying there's no consequence to it. You know there's going to be consequences, right? Those who've sinned, you're loved by God, but there's consequence. Because you can't break natural law and spiritual law. But the standing is, I'm still loved. I'm loved by God. With all the mistakes I've made in marriage, my woman, Tammy, stands with me. Why? She's saying, He's loved. Thank you. <laughs> right? It's a position where I'm secure in the marriage and she's secure in the marriage because whatever happens till death do us part. Because we're beloved children. But imagine if we're both insecure children of God and everything is based on performance. You didn't do this to me. You didn't fulfill my ano eh. You don't think your kilay so kapal eh. Diba so? Kung ano man. Diba? Ng mga rason ngayon, diba? It's based on performance. Verse 2. And walk in love as Christ loved us. You see, it's not performance, but there's an action. There's a command because it's already a position. You're beloved, therefore walk in love. Walk in this kind of love. Do this. It's going to be natural. Nobody teaches us how to walk. We just walk. Right? My one-year-old is now walking. There was no therapy. Nothing. We just played and one day he started walking. Why? It is his natural 
tendency of a child to walk when his muscles are strong. And so now I can walk in this kind of love. What kind of love? It's not the groovy kind of love. Right? Phil Collins, okay? Hindi mo kilala yun? Mayaka, okay? Binigyan mo ko ng tape nun, okay? What kind of love? That He gave Himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Imagine. It's a sacrificial kind of love. This is what God is saying. You want to enter mar- singles? You want to enter marriage? The question is not, what's the right age to get married? No, no, no. Here's the question. Are you ready to love like Christ? Game? Are you ready to walk this out in the deepest, darkest valley with this guy and in the highest mountain with this guy? Are you ready? So if you're 10 and you're saying you're ready, go. Of course, nobody will qualify if he or she's 10. You can be 40 and not get it. Don't get married. Sacrificial kind of love. What sacrificial kind of love? True story of a 19-year-old soldier. It was during the war and they were prisoners of war that became soldiers. They were used to do menial work in the camp. And one of the guns was missing. There were 20 guns, but when the commander counted, there were only 19. The commander told the unit, who lost his gun? Nobody wanted to answer. The commander says, okay, if nobody's going to answer, I'm going to shoot each and every one of you. In less than a minute, this 19-year-old soldier stood forward, went forward and said, it's me, I'm guilty. Shot to death instantly. Died. Now here's the sad thing. After a few minutes, there were 20 guns. They miscounted. Now, Imagine what was in the mind of this 19-year-old soldier when he made this sacrifice. Nobody wanted to come forward. Look, 10-15 seconds. Emotions. You know, logic. Fighting. If I come forward, I'm not getting married, I'm engaged, I have no more future, no more hope, I'm dead. If I don't come forward, everybody dies comes forward, voluntarily comes forward and sacrifice his life. When God says, I call you beloved children, that's why it's great love. It's because there was freedom with which they love us. It was a choice. It wasn't based on emotion. It was, I'm coming forward. I'm sacrificing. I'm humbling myself. I'll make this work. John 10, 18, Jesus talking. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it, what? Voluntarily. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again, for this is what my Father has commanded. It was a volunteer kind of love. I volunteer for this job. And I hope you see this because... When Jesus entered into a relationship with the church, the church wasn't holy and good. We're not. It doesn't look like one, right? But He is. Because Jesus died for us. When Jesus entered into a relationship with us, He knew that we're capable of sinning and rebelling. 
But then he says, in my own free will, I come. I volunteer to die for my people. This is the kind of love that the world is looking for. Greater love, John 15, verse 13. Greater love is no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. This is the Father's love. And I hope you understand the Father's love. No other religion, you can Google it and research, no other religion, no gods in this world would give a statement such as this that would say, I will lay down my life for my people voluntarily. I want to end with this. How do we respond? Galatians 2.20 It says, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and the life I now live, I live in the flesh, I, I live in the flesh, I live by faith, in the Son of God, who what? Loved me and gave Himself for me. When Paul was writing this, he was saying, I know my God. This is the God, my relationship with Christ. I know my Christ. This is the Christ who gave Himself up for me and died for me. Therefore, the life I now live, I live not for me, but for the Son of God. I live now for Christ. Right? This is such a powerful verse. Imagine, Galatians 2.20. Right? Married people, you're about to fight, your, you're fighting with your spouse. Instead of fighting, just say, Galatians <laughs> it is no longer I who live. I know it's funny, but it's true. But Christ who lives in me. The life we now live as a husband and wife, the life we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God who gave His life for me, who loved me. Pag gusto mo magmura, init ang ulo mo. Galatians remind yourself remind yourself selfless it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me in light of the love of Christ ano na nga pala yung pinag-aawayan natin ah yung damit ko na hindi ko na shoot sa hamper oh I got it what are we fighting for? Oh, forgot to text you. Oh, yeah, yeah. In light of God's amazing grace and love, will we really fight about this? It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. This is our verse, as beloved children of God. To be reminded, there is this Christ who gave himself up for me. Can we just all stand up and let's just pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you because you exemplified selfless love. And Lord, you told us, Lord, that we are beloved children. We're greatly loved. That is our position. Lord, you're telling us, stop performing. Stop trying to please me. You're loved. Therefore, walk in that kind of love.
Lord, so I pray for everyone here in this room. May we receive the unconditional love of the Father. Maybe you're here today, you're struggling with voices of condemnation telling you how worthless you are, how nobody would love you. Christ is saying, oh, no, I love my children. They are my beloved. And so I pray, Lord, that you would, Lord, everybody in this room would receive that love. A love that the world cannot give. A love that nobody in this room could ever give someone else. But only Christ. Let that love fill us. Let that love satisfy us. And Lord, may it be that same kind of love that we will live out to others. Lord, sana matuto kaming magmahal, magpatawad, to overlook offense, because it is the same kind of love that we've experienced as your children. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.